Welcome to The Abundance Mentality, 20-minute snippets to improve your health, wealth, spirituality, and relationships. I'm Zach. And I'm Maria. Okay, so imagine we're a tribe of monkeys. <laughs> okay. And we're, you know, living in our cave, we're doing the monkey thing, and a pack of lions appear. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're all screwed. <laughs> Unless there's that monkey that's sitting there, a little bit anxious, a little bit neurotic, a little bit sensitive- that's going, hey, guys. I heard something. I heard, I smelled something. I heard something. We should sort of get out of here before the lions eat us. Yeah. So, if you had two tribes, one tribe that had that monkey, the other tribe that didn't have the monkey, the tribe that had the anxious, neurotic, sensitive monkey that's warning the tribe would survive. Yes. Suggesting that that, that trait is desirable for that tribe of monkeys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so- what <laughs> the book we're going to get into today sort of highlights the benefit of being that sensitive monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Correct? Yeah, I love that. So, we're looking at the book, The Highly Sensitive Person by Elaine Aaron. Aaron? Yeah. Aaron? Who knows? I'm going to let you do a lot of the explanation on this one, Maria. But basically, for me, this book has. I relate to it on like a visceral level. It's It's a book that's explained. A lot of the personality that I have and a lot of the traits, a lot of the issues that I have in the world with, with work, a lot of the benefits I have as well, but I've connected to it on a way that I haven't connected to on many other sort of similar books that I have either been talking about personalities or disorders or anything like that. This one has hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So, that's why I've, I've talked about it here. I've talked about it um, on my latest Reality Check podcast episode about an aspect of it. I just love it. So yeah, me too. I, I am that monkey. You're probably that monkey. I'm definitely the monkey. <laughs> so 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 let's get into it. Okay. Okay. So, well, well, let's let's talk. Let's we, we're talking about the idea of mainly like reframing our anxiety into sensitivity. The book goes into this idea of perhaps that issue you have the 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 feeling of neuro- neurosis the the highly vivid imagination the getting overwhelmed in public spaces the 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 too much stimulation the over empathizing with people's emotion the the seeing the, the 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 issues before it happens you're sort of seeing that undercurrent and it's making you feel off yeah. all of these sensitive traits that might be labeled as neurotic as anxious as some sort of asd spectrum issue or um complex post-traumatic stress or ADHD traits, perhaps we could reframe them. All of that, perhaps it's a trait sensitivity. Yeah, like a personality trait. Yeah, Yeah, I really liked that. So I think that I've always felt a little bit sensitive and some of it's um, obviously to do with the past and stuff like that, but this book just talks about how 20% of people are like that sensitive monkey where you're just a bit more... Um, easily aroused, so just easier to go into that fight or flight or what's that, what's that, you know. Mm. Um, and I really liked that because it's like there's nothing wrong with me and I'm not just always anxious. Like, Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the key point is, is that it's, it's a trait, not a problem. Not a, yeah, not like a um, condition that I need medication for. Mm. But it, it, it goes into the idea of like, well, this is an aspect of you that you might be mislabeling or that society on the whole doesn't necessarily, at least on a surface level, value. Yeah. It, it sort of talks about this idea of um, two classes of people, the warrior kings and the, the what was it, the um, priest advisor class. Yeah, that's right, priest advisor, yeah, like a 
yeah. sage or an advisor to the king. Uh, the, this advisor role, the one that looks back and sees the problems that sort of isn't as impulsive, is sort of attuned to the the emotionality, the moods of the moment, and can advise the people of action of where they should direct their yeah. their, their their more sort of type A personality, aggression, um, non-anxious action, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it sort of highlights the fact that a good society, a functioning society needs both. Yeah. Because if you've only got warrior kings, you're taking a lot of action and you're getting a lot done, but it's like that overly aggressive sales, war, um, victimized. Like, it's, it's a very- Yeah, and the wisdom's not there, maybe. Yeah, but if you've only got the wisdom, there's no action and yeah. that person also fails. It's you need You need a combination of both. Yeah. So, rather than looking at those feelings as a negative, it's like, how can we frame them into a positive? Yeah. And she, she sort of uses the word highly sensitive person, which which sounds or has a bit of stigma to it, but it's mm. far better than neurotic yeah, or exactly. um, crippling levels of anxiety, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's also good, like, in the sense, like, she's actually a psychologist. She's actually, like, really well educated. So, it's not just, like, some- it's not a throwaway book. Yeah. yeah. And and she's talking about something that a lot of people relate to. She's saying it's one in five, like 20% of the population. Hmm. And I think some people can be in the middle, so they can be a little bit sensitive but not as much as the 20% that are highly sensitive. And it's she's talking about those, um, the priest advisor, you know, like – you need them and you've got to sort of find – I'm trying to relate it to the present day rather than thinking of the priest advisors. How can you well, think well, of it as something that's good in your life right now? Well, let, let, let's play this game. You you can't have one without the other, yeah. right? So, this sensitivity – so, I'll play it both ways down my path and we can relate it to our relationship as well. Okay. At my best, I can be quite intuitive, connect and just get it. Yeah. But there's times where I'm too far unobservant and then there's times that I'm too far too observant, too sensitive, too emotional. And when I go down that path, it's like every slight facial expression, every slight tonal change, like it can be anything, not just with you, with everyone. Yeah. It becomes too much because it's like these senses are on hyperdrive. Yeah. However, what's the positive? Like if I was to throw away that with medication – with therapy, with mm-hmm. just blocking it off from myself. What do I lose? Well, I lose the ability to connect on a deeper emotional level. I lose the ability to get past the small talk and into an in-depth conversation mm-hmm. and have a really meaningful connection where I'm like, no, hang on, I see what you're saying there, but let's go let's go in further. Let's have yeah. a real deep and true connection that you can only get by picking up the subtleties and the nuances of the connection, right? Yeah. So, it talks about – you can't throw away the bad part of that trait yeah. without potentially throwing away the good part. It's not even necessarily throwing it away. It's like it, it, it's 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 not about like even getting rid of it. It's just saying like, hey, there's good sides to your personality too. Yeah, and it's all, also the good thing is with when I was saying she's well-educated and stuff and psychologist, she talks about the trauma as well. So it's not saying you might have a condition as well. You might have ASD or something like that, and then you might also you might have, have a trauma. traumatic past. Yeah. yeah, and you need to address those things as a separate issue. Yes, and, and they're then, a separate issue that compounds, but it not is the issue, right? Yeah, and so yeah. you can't say, "Oh, I'm just sensitive, and I'll just ignore my trauma." Either, so you sort of need both. But for me, it was good because I 
try to address trauma and I see a psychologist, but then there's this other thing that comes up, like I get anxious easy. Mm. And that's not something that I can cure. If you were to try and cure that, mm. if you think, if you take the, the fear of driving, for example, mm. as a symptom of past trauma or a symptom of some medical condition, yeah. that's not actually true. And now you're trying to treat something that isn't treatable. For lack well, of a better expression, kind of, you're, you're, you're pointing at the wrong yeah, gap, right? It's very complicated. Mm. So, I've, I've definitely felt that in the past where I've sort of – I do get anxious easy, especially if something new happening mm. and something yes. new in my life. Yeah, and you obviously <laughs> feel that as well. But Holidays like, ruin my uh, routine. Yeah. But for me, exercise is really hard because – and part of it might be trauma, but some of it's like – I'm not used to it and I don't know how to put it into my routine. And, and I just go, I've got a lot of anxiety trying to think of putting something new into my routine and mm. stuff like that. And I'm like, is this my trauma? Do I just have crippling anxiety? But this book has sort of helped me relabel that and just be like, no, well, you like do get anxious it, easy and that's okay. Yeah. It's like your eyes are brown. Yeah. It, that, that's just a fact of, you know, it's a, it's a fact of what you look like. So, this yeah. is just a fact of what you are. And it's not like you have to accept it because you can push and try and grow and all of that sort of stuff. But compared to another person, you have this much tolerance to certain things, this much other tolerance to yeah, certain things. Yeah, but and then that's okay. she also offers some ways of just managing it. So, it's about learning how to manage it really well, like um, not get over aroused, not let yourself get too overwhelmed. If you do need a down day, give yourself a down day. And I then like, you sort of function better. I, I like that. And I, I appreciate the, the help you've given me over the Christmas season because for uh, – for the um for the screaming monkey making mornings, Christmas is kind of <laughs> terrible. Um, for me, basically, it's like I know that if I don't plan it out and have it on the wall, so I know exactly you know what obligations we've got to go to weddings, we've got birthdays, we've got Christmas gatherings, and multiple things, work, mm. social, like it's it's just nonstop over Christmas yeah. Eve. Plus, there's the on top of that the awkwardness of buying gifts, receiving gifts, like that's a whole other problem. Like, is it going to be the right one? Am I going to get? You know, you can go down that whole yeah, sensitivity path. So what if they don't the think? Of, you know, over arousal, you puts you into it, that. Even just thinking about it is yeah. over arousing. <laughs> yes. So it was good to consider this book and go, okay, knowing that I am highly sensitive to this because every year the same mm, thing happens. Yes. How can we best prepare? So, we sat down, you and me, and worked out, put up everything visually on a board. So, I've got on my wall two uh, one-month calendars. And we say, well, okay, we're going to go here, 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 and here. And we saw that they were roughly spread out. Yeah. So, then we realized, okay, well, let's not fill those spread out bits with anything. Yeah, you've got to have the downtime. Have the downtime. Yeah. But then we realized that we've got a wedding and the day after we've got a family gathering and they're like – Three hours one direction, two hours, you know, yeah, the other direction. So, we've got a lot of- They're yeah. both important. We want to go to both. So, then it's like, well, how do we manage this? And it's not about the solution to that problem. It's about the fact that we realized there would be a problem if we didn't think. Yeah. And that's and that solution that will hopefully best manage. Before that, we have downtime. Yeah. After we have downtime, we've managed that problem based on the idea of, well- You know you'll be sensitive, so let's plan for exactly. it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like- oh, you've got a condition that is sensitivity. It might be that I have other related issues that are compounding it. Yeah. But just just based on the fact of me being me, yeah, I want it to be a bit more chilled, you know, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, well, that's right. And and same for me. It comes up in different things to me that it does for you, but like the exercise, like I just – need to know that when it's time to exercise, I'm going to feel pretty sensitive and, you know, like yeah. it, it really helps to know that because I was sort of wondering like will this just go away one day when I learn how to exercise better? Will I just um, not ever feel this again? But 
It no, might go away okay. with practice. Yeah, it might, but it's okay if it doesn't. Yeah, but you might always feel a bit, you know, a bit like that. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's really good. It's that sort of accept. I like the acceptance of it. Like, there was a lot of things that it gave. That it gave acceptance, but it also, like, it gave, like, ideas and advice and acceptance, sort of like a voice to yeah. an unspoken thing. And it was talking about this idea that a lot of highly sensitive people will be called introverts. Yes. But that's not necessarily true. You could be an extroverted, sensitive person. Which is what I relate to. Yeah. And, and, and you can be an extroversion and introversion is a spectrum as well. You can be, like, I think it's an omnivert where you like you can swing both ways, like, yeah. which I sort of relate to. When there is something that I really bond on, I can sort of full be on it and I appreciate the people around me, but I'm far more introverted. Yeah. Whereas I feel like you're far more extroverted but sensitive. Yeah. Which yeah. means that you do love and connect to and relate to and you get that energy from seeing people. Yeah. But in doing so, it can be over-arousing. Yeah. So, that's it. That's really helped me as well. There's a section in the book about, about this and mm. how- most people that relate to this are introverts, but then you do get the odd one that's an extrovert. Yeah. And but how it's confusing like, to you? You're like, yeah. you're like but I like – because, like, I describe introversion or we talk about it and you're like, oh, I see you're sort of half connecting to it, but you're like, but, I, you know, it's – Yeah, it's not Whereas, yeah, and that's and, – and trying to find advice or support or how to manage being highly sensitive as an extrovert yeah, would be yeah, frustrating because yeah. it's like, but I, but I don't want to sit and read a book. Like, I don't want to, like, be by myself. I want to do things with people. Yeah, 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 but I have to be super careful because I'm sensitive. Mm. I can get overwhelmed easy. So, I then have to almost treat myself as an introvert. In a way. On those days. Or maybe have an ex- have, a, have, a, have a quiet gathering with someone, whereas I would probably want to be by myself and read a book. You might want to catch up with a chilled friend. For yeah. like a for like a just a stroll, maybe that's good on a down yeah. day to recover because you're still getting the social. But I sometimes have to have a down day as well. Fine, yeah, because I have been through the phase of being like, well, I'm an extrovert, I don't need down days. But actually, I really do because I get tired from being sensitive. So it's quite complicated. I think I think this all boils down to really is just self awareness. Self awareness. Self awareness yeah. is the key to so many things because it's like <sighs> if someone wants to follow what you're saying about you or me about me someone listening, that advice is wrong. Yeah. It's it's not wrong in the sense that, like, try everything. Like, one of the things that I've found is, like, try everything and just keep what, keep what yeah. works. The Bruce Lee approach to martial arts in terms of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. The self-help Bruce Lee. Woo. <laughs> so good. Uh, but try the things that work, right? And if it, if it works for you, cool, keep it. How do you judge yeah. that it's working for you? That's because that's the other thing. Well, what is working for you in the in this space? And I think it's about just – if you see a general trend upwards of functionality, of relationships, of your ability to work, your your physical physical health, your you know getting over issues, yeah, social, yeah, how much money you make, like like there's all of these things that we can look at what yeah. what what it means to improve. Try everything, self awareness. Yeah, this book does very much open up or shed shine a light on a previously un or somewhat a somewhat unseen. Topic. Yeah. You know? It's good for like if you maybe you're not sensitive but your husband is or your friend is or something and you're always thinking, why is my friend overreacting so much or why is my friend so needy? Like mm. this might answer a few of those questions. 100%. It, it, it talks about this idea of just briefly of reflective listening. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of what I mentioned on the Reality Check podcast episode. Basically, it gives us sort of a little bit of a groundwork very simple concept. You're talking to someone, just reflect back to them their feelings. Mm-hmm. 
because, and this works both ways, and it sort of suggests what you can do when talking to people, but also what people might need to do for you. Yeah. Right? Feelings are never wrong. They might be, the facts might be wrong. The, you know, the, the, the back end stuff might be wrong. Yeah. But if you're feeling it, those they're, they're having the feeling no matter what. Yeah, yeah, the experience is there. Exactly. Yeah. So, it sort of highlights this idea of just just mirroring that. I have a tendency to try and problem solve. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, but then there will be an issue where I'm not seeing the signs back of what's actually being needed. I need to reflect back the emotion so we can be heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if there is a problem that can't be solved, right, if there's been a death or a breakup or something that's like, it's not like, oh, you know, I need to rearrange my house or I need to, you know, solve. If, if it's something that can't be solved, some sort of yeah. life event that's either internal or external or worldly, what can you do for someone other than reflect their thoughts back at them? Yeah, it's that holding space sort of holding thing. Holding space. Yeah, and how does that relate to sensitive persons? You're sort of saying that otherwise you might have tried too hard to fix their problems and it gives you a bit of space there as well. There's, it highlights a few things. It might be what you need. It might be a way to hold space for people normally and it also highlights the idea of getting into this trait that highly sensitive people have of trying to fix everyone's problem. Yeah. So, they absolutely. become this pillar. You get lost. Yourself. Drowned in yeah. other people's problems because how easy is it? Oh, you're you're highly sensitive to their needs. You're seeing what they need. You're doing it. You're offering and other support. Other people aren't seeing it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're now five people, five struggling people's best friend. Yes. Because you see their problems when other people don't, because you're sensitive and tuned and empathetic to yeah. the needs, and you you see someone suffering, so you want to fix it. Mm-mm-mm. But you can't fix them. That's been yeah. A really you can't fix them. <laughs> you can't fix other people. Yeah. You can. You know, it's lead, lead the horse to water, right? But you, so you're saying, but in that moment, instead of trying to take on their problems, you can do reflective listening, as in, I see that you feel that your life is this and that and the other. But so you're at least giving them, you're letting them be heard without trying to take on 100%. their problems. Yeah. yeah, it's reflecting it back and it's saying, like, whilst I might, if you're, if you're talking to someone that has a disagreement with you politically or spiritually or whatever, it's like, well, whilst I don't agree with the, uh, the, the facts of what you're saying, I do. I do feel and reflect and hear your emotions. Yeah. You know, so if, you, if you're if you on one side of the political spectrum or any topic, it's like, well, no, let's reflect this back to the person. Yeah. You know, and it's still holding space for them. I don't have to agree with what you're saying, but I feel your feelings and I'm there with you and I care. Yeah. I'm not taking it on board. But you're not taking it. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough one. We're, we're, we're coming up on time, but yeah. I, I will give you a, a um, take action. But I just want to just, yeah, say if you can relate to the, the body of work that I've got online – or, you know, this this podcast in general, this book is probably going to speak to you or people in your mm. life. Like the fact that you're listening to me and Maria makes it a self-selecting group of people that are probably similar in personality, yeah. which suggests that this book will probably be speaking to you as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like like attracts like. So, highly recommend you get The Highly Sensitive Person um, by Elaine Aaron. But, you know, we've gone into what we're doing yeah. here. So, the take action what we want you to do is, for just for five minutes, I want you to internally. It's like what do we say? A mental exercise. A mental exercise, like a thought, a thought um, experiment. Yeah. Okay. A thought experiment. You're just going to think. Yes. You don't have to take any action, so you're safe. Yes. Right. The monkey's screaming. The action is the thought. <laughs> the action's the thought. <laughs> yeah. You're going to think, think for five minutes, and have the idea of replacing your anxiety with sensitivity. So, for example, think to yourself. What does the world 
What does the world need? What does my need, my world need, or what do I need right now? Just have that thought in your mind and there'll be a bunch of anxious thoughts might pop up, but I just want you to replace the idea that they're anxiousness with sensitivity and just let yourself think, Mm -hmm. what does the world need right now? And just let yourself just be in that space Mm. of, what did did you say? Just turning, how did you frame it? Um, Imagining the world. Like imagining a world where that sensitive trait is a, is a positive even. Which it is. Which it is, but it's hard to reframe it. So you might always be thinking, oh, my God, I get anxious about this or, oh, my God, I feel anxious about that. But what if that tendency to get sensitive was actually a positive thing and what is it giving you? And So put yourself in that headspace that that sensitivity, the ang- it's not anxiety, it's sensitivity. That sensitivity is positivity. You know, it's good. What 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 needs to happen? Yeah. Right? What do you slash your world slash the world need? And just yeah. let yourself just think about it. You might be picking up some cues that Yeah. Yeah. And instead of being like, Oh my god, I'm so anxious about this particular problem. Block like, it off. Let yeah, just let yourself yeah, think mm. positively about it. And then, if you like, <laughs> you could choose to maybe do it. <laughs> but the action is to think about it. Yeah. Lovely. All right. This has been the Abundance Mentality Podcast. It's time for you, for us to read another book and for you guys to take some action. Cheers. <laughs>